0: The Fake Show podcast is brought to you by Hash House Agogo, the law firm of Hutchison and Stefan, Brew City Brand Apparel, TheFoodConnectionLV.com, and by Mr. Antenna. It's The Fake Show with Jim Toffee. Welcome to The Fake Show. Evan Peters is a very busy young actor who has done a ton of great work. You may know him as Quicksilver in the latest batch of X-Men films, and as a matter of fact, there is a new X-Men movie on the horizon. You may also know Evan from the different crazy roles that he has played on the FX anthology series American Horror Story. Now he is in this brand new true-to-life heist film called American Animals. Please welcome Evan Peters to The Fake Show. Hey, Ben. Hey, Evan. How's it going?
1: Good, man. How are you doing?
0: Great. Thank you for joining me, and congratulations on uh, the, your new film. It really is getting a lot of great buzz, isn't it?
1: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. People seem to be enjoying it, so that's, uh, I mean, that's incredible. What more, you can ask, what more can you ask for?
0: Yeah. One of the first places I go to is Rotten Tomatoes, which gives it rave reviews. And one of the... Yeah. One of the reviewers says, a great narrative drama wherein beats the heart of a documentary. I think that is awesome.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, it's, it's, that's what's so interesting about the film, is that it's sort of a new way of telling a true crime story. Um, I mean, you've seen it on TV before where, where they have the documentary and then they cut back to you know, some reenactment of it. But this is sort of you know, making the reenactment a, a, a narrative film. In a way, and then sort of cutting back to the documentary side of it to give it uh, gravity and truth, and uh, to sort of debunk any questions you have about it being Hollywooded or 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 embellished.
0: So the timeline Bart Layton, who wrote and directed, did he shoot the documentary parts first and then show you guys what he had done there, so you had a feeling for the character for the guys you were playing? Mm-hmm.
1: He did actually. He uh, The draft that I saw was actually the second draft because he he wrote a first draft which had the, uh, the guys narrating from letters that they'd written to him. Um, and then uh, when he he videoed them and, and actually shot the documentary side of it, they didn't say at all what he had written in the first draft. So he had to go back to the financiers and everybody and say, look, i got to rewrite this uh, based off of what they actually said. And uh, the draft that I saw, uh, you know, actually had what they said. And I, I was curious. I was like, how the hell are you going to get them to say all this stuff? And he goes, oh, well, uh, we already shot it. It's all good. <laughs> Let me see that footage right now. So uh, <laughs> so uh, we we got to watch that footage, which was, which was uh, very helpful in, in playing these guys and understanding sort of where they came from and why they were doing this.
0: Were you able to actually talk to those guys yourself face-to-face? Because I'm sure it was frustrating if you couldn't.
1: Yeah, unfortunately, Bart, it it, was so frustrating for me because I was most excited about the fact that the real guys were involved and I could talk to them and I could pick Warren's brain about what he went through and why he was doing this, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, Bart didn't want us to be colored by, you know... Them. They were, they were 10 years older and uh, they'd been through a lot, and he was afraid that they would want to save face a little bit and, and be like, no, I wasn't so angry there, or I was much nicer here, or that's not really how it went down. So he didn't want us to do that. So he gave us a lot of the footage that he shot and more than what you actually see in the film. Um, and, um, you know, that was very helpful. And then also, I was so furious about the whole thing that I broke the rules and found Warren through Twitter and tried to. Uh, uh, have an email correspondence with him and uh, Skype right. with him and try to you know kind of channeling him uh, already so uh, uh, but unfortunately Bart cut that off as well so uh, I, I wasn't able to talk to him as much as I would have liked to but there was enough there to sort of start uh, you know the the, the the skeleton of you know the character and then uh, you know the, the whole, the whole premise of the film is that these guys get this sort of fantasy in their head about this following through, and, you know, they watch Ocean's Eleven, and they become engrossed in this idea of, I could be that. I could be this criminal who sort of smoothly walks away with these books. I mean, they're they're unguarded. You know, I, we could do this. This is an easy heist. You know, this is our chance to live as these uh, people, you know, uh, and, and get away with it all and watch the fountain at the Bellagio at the end. So, they get deeper and deeper into this fantasy until it becomes more and more real. And then they, um, you know, they can't get out, you know, and then they come, kind of follow through with it and um, chaos ensues. It's a great film in that it's it, like it, it makes you feel what it would really be like if you followed through with this crazy notion of becoming, you know, some thief. who doesn't really have it in their DNA.
0: Well, they're smart guys. They're, they're just kind of normal guys, though, right?
1: Yeah, I mean they're kids. They're you know uh, freshman, sophomore in college. I mean, they, I don't know about you, but at that age, I was not making any good choices. You know, I was a complete idiot. You know, it, it, it's sort of sad to me in a way. You know, like like uh, watching them go through with this. You know, you're 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 scratching your head and you you want to throw them against the wall and go, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Like, wake up, you know. But. Uh, but at the same time, you're rooting for them, and you you want to see it all kind of unfold.
0: I think I first became aware of you. I've seen you in various things through the years. I think the first time I saw you was on that series Invasion, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah,
1: thanks. Uh, that was uh, <clears throat> I like that that series. That was a great premise. I, I wish it didn't cancel.
0: Right. <laughs> but, right. Uh,
1: it was a good. It was a good premise. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, essentially.
0: Then you become part of Ryan Murphy's company of players in American Horror. He's one of those guys, isn't he? When when he calls, you say yes without even reading a script.
1: Yes, he is, and it's scary. I, I don't know what is going on. Like I, <laughs> I, and I keep doing it. Why do I keep doing this to myself? Because it's it's crazy some of the stuff that you have to do. I mean, especially on American Horror Story. So you're you're like you know he calls you. He's like, do you want to be a part of this next season? I'm like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then I get on the phone up. I'm like why did I do that? I did it again. No. <laughs> but, you know, it's always, it's always fun and, and a challenge and, and, you know, you really stretch yourself to sort of, you know, rise to the occasion.
0: Some great people like you and Sarah Paulson have come out of that. I mean, it's just amazing.
1: Yeah, the cast, I mean, I mean, Kathy Bates is in it this year. Right. And, uh, I mean, in a lot of years and, uh, you know, it's, there's a lot of great actors and actresses who are on the show that I can learn from and, with and on, on screen and it's 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 really it's it's a great uh, a great group to be a part of and it's been a great learning experience
0: are you shooting the new season at this point
1: uh, we start very soon I think we start in a couple weeks uh, on the new on the new season it's scary because I'm still in New York working on pose right now
0: do you know anything about your role or roles this season
1: uh, I know I'm a hairdresser uh, Joan Collins is my grandmother uh. in <laughs> yeah so it's uh, <laughs> It's going to be a fun one this year, I think. It's a great, uh, you know, it takes place 18 months in the future. So it kind of has that a little bit of a dystopian vibe to it, which is uh, some of my favorite films and TV shows are like that. So I'm very excited to be inhabiting that world
0: and before i let you go of course fans of the x-men franchise know you as quicksilver and you're back in 2019 i believe with x-men dark phoenix i'm assuming you were a fan of the original x-men films in the early 2000s
1: oh my god yeah huge fan you know i, I grew up watching those movies and and just i love them to death They're, and the special actor. and those, i remember watching the behind the scenes the cgi of those and just sort of being blown away and, and, and shocked at how good it, it was getting, you know? Like, it's, I remember mid-90s, it was, like, starting to taste good, and then, uh, you know, by the time the X-Men films were coming out, it was, like, really good, like, mind-blowing good. And I was, you just had to know how they did it. Like, how did you do that? Love them.
0: It's a lot to look forward to American animals in theaters right now. And uh, another X-Men on the horizon, as well as American horror. Great to talk to you, Evan. Good luck with everything you got going on.
1: Thank you. I appreciate
0: talking to you. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. You know, it's always nice to talk to a young, successful actor who is not full of himself, as he should be at this point. And I can't wait to see American animals. Well, that is it for this episode of The Fake Show. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you back here next time. Take the fake show on the road by listening on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com.